Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. I'm hoping you can explain the hit on metals of mining. Quick question on ticker symbol AG, first majestic. My wife has a rollover 401k from a previous employer. I was curious if this is eligible to be used to do a backdoor Roth. And provides unbiased answers. Well, that's pretty easy. Open up a Roth account, start moving the assets over there. Just know that every asset that you move over to the Roth is added to your income. Invest Talk across America and around the world. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. everybody and welcome to invest talk it is friday april 1st 2022 i'm steve peasley and i look forward to doing this podcast uh with you um we this is of course a call-in financial show you can call in with any questions you have in your mind about finances most people call about stocks and we'll answer those questions as well but you know one thing you can be assured of i will give you straight unbiased answers that's what we do here on invest talk This may be April Fool's Day, but I'm not going to give you any April Fool's answers, okay? They'll be straight and honest. There's no hidden agenda. Uh, I try to be as forthright as possible as to uh, what we do at KPP Financial, and I share everything with you. You drive the show the direction you want it to go, not me, by, by your questions. So you just ask the questions, and we'll take it from there. And, you know... Most of the time, we can provide you with pretty good factual answers. Sometimes we can. Someone called, sent me an email today asking about a stock, but it was a foreign stock, and I have very little data on foreign companies that are not traded on our exchanges. So I can't answer all questions, obviously. So, so we completed the first day of the second quarter. The first quarter is behind us. The first day was an up day. It was pretty flat most of the day and it was on the downside. And then toward the end of the day, it came back a little bit, which was, uh, I guess that's good. Um, when we had an up, a pretty decent recovery from a deep correction. Um, we're not back to where we were. You know, we're not back up to new highs or anything on any of the indices, but we're we're the recovery felt nice. And will it continue? You know, it's hard to know that, but I do think we might have another few more weeks of 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 of, of recovery. Nothing major. I'm not so positive what's going to happen in the summertime, though. I can tell you that. I don't think. Uh, I think we are going to have a very volatile year. So. Give us a call. Volatility will rain this year, everybody. So give us a call. We'll talk about it. Anything you want to talk about, as long as it's financial, we'll go there. Um, let's see. What else can I tell you? On this podcast, we operate with one, our mission statement. As you know, we say it every day, independent thinking and shared success. So that means we're going to give you facts uh, about the market, about the processes we use, about the educational segments. You know, and the commentary we give you will be based on facts and what, and if we 
If we're using someone else's opinion, we'll let you know. So I encourage you to contact me with your financial investment questions. You get to drive the show. You can shape it in any direction you want. So give me a call. We're live 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday, and the number is never different. It's always 888-99-CHART. So let's get right to our first listener line call. Hi, I was calling about uh, Iron Mountain. I'm up about 100% on it. I wanted to know if I should sell it, keep it, or uh, just buy more. Thank you for your help. Bye. Okay, Iron Mountain's symbol is I-R-M. That's I-R-M as in Mary. Um, let's take a look. Let's see. Iron Mountain provides records management, data protection, and information destruction services. It's a $56.23 stock. Uh, made a new 52-week high this week. Uh, the earnings are very steadily increasing. They're going to be up 35% this year to $3.76 a share. Next year, 2023, it's going to be $4 a share. And therefore, I don't know if I would, uh, what's that, 12, 12 and a half PE, and the range is 9 to 20. Return equity is very good at 45%. Cash flow is very strong. Management owns 2%. Mutual funds have been net buyers over the last year. Uh, even though it's a 52-week high, uh, you know, unless it's uh, dominating your portfolio, I think you just you know follow it with a tight stop. I don't know if I'd sell it, but if it fall, what I do, I probably hold on to it. But I put a tight stop, and that stop probably be about shoot as I'm looking at it, trying to uh, put in a trailing stop. I'd say it'd be about 53, and if it broke below that, I'd probably Cut in half. I don't know if I'd sell it, though. I think it's a good, strong company. I like where it is, so I kind of like it. My focus point today is based on a story from the headlines. The SCC will target SPACs, 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 with rules on inflated business forecasts and merger discounts. So they're finally turning their attention to these Pretty uh, risky. These are things that file and don't have a business model. Their their business model is that they're going to buy a business and put it inside the company. That's their business model. And I, I, I'm not very keen on them. I'm just not. Um, maybe I'm just old-fashioned. But that's going to be our main talking point. I also want to discuss the jobs report that came out today. It was pretty interesting. Um, I also want to talk about the yen, you know, Japanese yen. You know, it's it fell pretty hard, and the Bank of Japan, Bank of Japan stepped in. Why does it even matter to us what happens to the end? So that's really where I want to go with that. And finally, maybe uh, maybe we can talk about will the releasing of the oil reserves by President Biden really help? Will it drive the stock? Oh, it's the price of oil downward. I mean that's the, the that's the intent, right? And should we be tapping our a quote unquote emergency oil reserves for this? Uh, uh, you know that's another issue that no one really focuses on. I, I don't think it's you know it's supposed to be for emergencies. I don't know if we can count this as an emergency, but and you know if we can get to it, I want to talk about the yield curve. Always something we should keep an eye on. 
How'd the market do today? Well, it was up. It ended up. Dow was up 140 points, and NASDAQ up 41, and the SP up 15. And it was after a pretty long day of being kind of on the downside, even though the jobs report looked pretty strong, and that's usually a driver for a while, for the day anyways, of a market. So, so it did end, end up. That's a good thing. So, you know, I will be talking about the newsletter as it is Friday. You know, you know, I do. On Fridays, I usually bring up the highlights of the KPP premium newsletter. And we'll do that sometime during the show. But now the lines are open. It's time for you to give me a call. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. And Justin and I are really grateful for the podcast support we're getting. And we do appreciate it. You know, it's a free download. We, of course, will provide that forever. As long as we're doing this show. We've been doing it for 22, 23, 24 years. I don't know exactly if you want to know the truth. Um, and of course, you know, we also have uh, two other ways for you for you for you to see our material, listen to us, and for us to communicate uh, with unbiased guidance. That's Invest Talk has a, with a YouTube channel and an Instagram following. And we're building out more information on those platforms, so go to YouTube or Instagram and search Invest Talk. Remember, it's with two T's. And please tell your friends about it. This is Invest Talks. Phone lines are open 888 99 Chart. Best Talk Voice Bank never closes. I have a question for you about Amazon. So your questions keep coming. Question about P.E. ratios. And that's okay because Steve Peasley and Justin Klein specialize in unbiased guidance. If I'm looking at a dividend company, I'm looking for consistency of earnings and dividends. Your standard daily chart typically goes back one year. No question is too simple. Wanted to ask about Teladoc. And each question is an important part of the podcast. My wife has a rollover 401k from a previous employer. I was curious if this is eligible to be used to do a backdoor Roth. Steve and Justin are fearless. That's fairly inexpensive for this kind of explosive growth. The problem here is that you're picking a leveraged ETF. Tell your friends and family members about Talk. You've been instrumental in my understanding how this market works. Don't forget to call Talk. 888-99-CHART. Invest Talk is here to help. And when you download the free Invest Talk podcasts, don't forget to rate and review. The phone lines are open 888 99Chart. 888 992 That's our number. Love to talk to you. On Fridays, I generally make, you know, make time for a quick rundown of the key benchmark numbers. So let's do that. The two year Treasury yield was at 2.43. And just for perspective, I'd like to tell you that a couple of weeks ago, um, 1.96. So its yield is going up. 14 weeks ago, it was 0.64. The 10-year Treasury is 2.37. So the two-year Treasury yield at 2.4% is higher than the 10-year Treasury at 2.3. That's an inversion. Whenever we had an inversion in the 2 and 10 year, and recession follows. Now, the trick is, it doesn't necessarily follow right away. The economy is still strong. So, and of course, 
this gets, is distorted by what the Fed is doing, what it has done to bring these lo- rates so low. But it's still, historically, a recession will follow. It could be next month, next year, year after. So don't think it ha- happens right away. And the market has traditionally rallied before the recession, after the inversion. So don't be panicky about it. It's just a, it's a signal. It's a strong signal, but it's just a signal. Okay, gold was priced at nineteen twenty four per ounce last week. It was nineteen fifty six. It was eighteen hundred and six dollars and about eight weeks ago. Uh, silver today twenty four seventy three. Last week was twenty five. So gold went down this week. Oil was selling at ninety nine dollars a barrel. Remember last week it was one hundred thirteen. Two weeks ago it was one hundred four. Four weeks ago it was ninety. Sixteen weeks. Sixteen weeks ago it was sixty six. So. Tells you how, you know, that's a 50% increase to today's price from 16 weeks ago. The national average for a gallon of gasoline, $4.21. I paid over $6. We're paying $6 here in Southern California, just so you know. So it's expensive here. I mean, the average in California is $5.88, but California is a big state. You know, in the city areas, in the in the in the suburbs, we're paying six bucks. So, anyway, Tennessee, by the way, they're paying three dollars and ninety nine cents a gallon. So, those are some of the numbers. Let's bring it back to an Invest Talk Voice Bank for a question that came in earlier from Minnesota. Hey guys, this is Jordan from Minnesota. I'm just calling to get your thoughts on Amazon. Uh, right now, it's a little under three grand. I'm just wondering. If this is something that I can put some money into and hold it for 20 plus years and we'll do pretty well on. I know they're doing a stock split coming up, so I just want to get your thoughts on it. So it'd be a good buy right now. Thanks. Well, I like uh, Amazon, uh, but, you know, it's still an expensive stock. The P.E. ratio based on next year's earnings, let's see. Um, so the stock is selling for thirty two seventy one, right? $3,271 a share. Next year's earnings is going to be $72.60 uh, per share. So you're looking at a $45 PEE. 45, not dollar. 45 PEE. Okay. And its range, five-year range is 41 to 275. So it's at its, at its own range. That's pretty low for its own range. Okay, um, turn equity is very good at 29%. Cash flow is $132 a share. You know, now when they split, all those numbers will split too. So that, you know, they'll be much lower, but it's still relatively the same because they're splitting the shares, right? So you're going to get a lot more shares and everything gets cut by the percentage of the split. So if it's a two for one split, everything gets cut in half. Right, but it's what is it a twenty for one split or something like that? It's a huge thing. So uh, yeah, uh, Amazon hasn't done anything for a year. It's just gone sideways, a year and three months, or even longer than that. You know, so it ha- you know it's just gone sideways. But I still like Amazon. It still has very good fundamentals, lots of growth. Uh, there's no reason why it won't go higher. And yes, you can hold on to it for many, many years. Best time to help buy one of these kind of companies, of course, is in a recession, but we don't know when that's going to come. We have no idea when that's going to kind of come. Okay, so everybody, we're moving into a break. And remember, at the halfway point today, I will share excer- excerpts 
of the new KPP Premium Newsletter I finished this morning and will show up in tomorrow's email boxes. Call me, my number, 888-99-CHART. Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck because Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Mark in New Jersey. Hi, Mark. How you doing? Very well, Steve. Thank you for the wealth of information. You are a true true confidence builder for people like me. Thank you. I was hoping to ask your thoughts. Yep. I was hoping to ask your thoughts about uh, ARE, Alexandria Real Estate. I got this off a list of dividend achievers, and I was wondering if you like the investment at this time. Okay. Uh, It is a solid, solid company. They've grown their earnings pretty consistently over the years. Uh, Alexander uh, Real Estate Equities, A-R-E is a symbol. It's a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, that invests in properties containing office laboratory space for the life sciences located in the United States. So it's a good solid area. It, you know, those are long-term leases. Those labs generally don't leave once they're established. It's pretty hard for them to move on to someplace else and take all their... Now, the equipment is easy, but not their specimens necessarily. So... Um, they their earnings this year is going to go down thirteen percent from seven seventy six to six seventy nine, and then next year back to seven sixty three. So that gives it a PE of twenty twenty six, um, and that's right in the right in the high portion of their range, which is fifteen to twenty nine. So I think it's a bit expensive right now, um, but I think it's a type of. Uh, the type of uh, REIT that you want to own long-term. So you want to buy it when it gets cheap. Uh, of course, the last time it got cheap was during the COVID recession when it got down to a little over $100 a share. The time before that was in December in, in 2018, another $100 a share. Uh, but since then, it's been still slowly marching up. So I like it. I do like it. I just don't know if I like it at this price. Okay, Mark? Appreciate the call, and thank you for listening. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So uh, Josh Report came out today for the month for last month. Since it's April 1st, last month is now March. Uh, 431,000 jobs. They expected 470, but that was you know, close enough for you know government work. Okay? Um, then the unemployment rate fell from 3.9 to 3.6. Now, earlier in the week, I talked about the quit rate and the number of jobs available. That jobs, that report that came out today, those reports that came out uh, earlier this week, support a strong economy. So if you focus on the economy, we look pretty healthy. Okay, and this just continues that look. But I have noticed that the numbers still strong, are just a little bit weaker than they were a month ago. So that's a concern. We, you know, I always look for a trend. One month does not make a trend, and they were only a little bit weaker. The biggest problem, the biggest danger is twofold. We have inflation, and that's really high, 6.5%, 7%, and we have the Federal Reserve 
hell-bent on raising rates six more times this year. I'm thinking that's a mistake. But I'm not the Fed. Maybe they're a lot smarter than I am. I just think that that six more times could easily drive us into a recession. Could. It could. Okie dokie. Um, my talk, talking point, well, the main talking point, or we don't call them talking points anymore, uh, but the Federal Reserve, the SEC has made some rule changes that about SPACs, you know, those special access, uh, what do they call them, special access, I don't remember the name, special purposes, special purpose acquisition companies. Okay, what are these rules? Because they didn't have that many rules before. These rules, all they are, are more allow lawsuits against them for for being too speculative in their offerings. Okay, the rule now these rules are not in place yet. These are proposed, but they would set limits on what the SPACs can say. They would, you know, they, the same rules that when you come out with an IPO, by the way. Okay, so if they are excessive in their rosy business forecast, they're going to get sued. And they always are very flowery and speculative and, you know, about what they're going to do. And so I, I think this is a needed thing because I, th- I think, remember what they do. They, 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 they are public traded companies that have really no business model yet. But they talk about what they're going to do. They're going to buy or in, uh, put inside their 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 SPAC a uh, a business that does such and such. You know, it's that kind of thing. And you, and they just talk about how rosy it is, but they don't even have it yet. Many of them don't. They don't have that business. It's empty. It's a it's empty shell. They just say what they're going to do. They're very speculative, and I don't like them. I never did, but I think the rules are necessary. I really do. I, I'm, and I'm not a guy who you know wants to give attorneys more rights to sue people and sue things. I'm not. But you know what? You need to divulge in a more reasonable amount when you're talking about public, the public putting money in your company. Okay, um, we will take. We're going to have to take a break. We're we have what we we got the halfway mark here. Um, so eight 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 ninety nine chart is our number. Give me a call. We're live eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential, and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love. You transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers. Whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, 
It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to Invest Talk, and the market has been interesting. So you'll have important finance and investment questions, and Steve and Justin welcome your calls now. Invest Talk, 888 99Chart. Okay, we're going to go talk to Dave in Ohio. Hi, Dave. How are you doing? Pretty good. Thanks for the call. Yeah, uh, yeah thanks for taking my call, and uh, I love the podcast. Yeah, I'm calling about a bank stock, a uh, Canadian bank stock, CM. It pays a nice dividend, and I was reading that uh, there's going to be a, a stock split in May. Your thoughts and a good entry point. It's had a nice pullback so far. Okay, let's take a little quick look at it. It's the Canadian bank, CM, uh, a global financial company comprised of wholesale retail and small business banking and wealth management. It is a $54 billion company, so it's not small. It's large. It's very large. Um, they're pretty consistent. Their earnings are going to make $12.28 this year. After making $14.47 last year, and next year is twelve sixty two. So I'm not sure why last year they had such a good year, and you know, then down, down. We'll have to look into that. But sales in the last couple three quarters have been picking up, which is nice, four to seven percent. Uh, it's a very big bank. That you hit on the very first thing you said on why you would want to own this bank, and that's because of the four percent dividend yield. 
It's going to stock split, but the split doesn't make it worth any more. It just lowers the price to try to attract more people to buy the stock. That's what that does. If I was to buy it, you know, it's sitting on a 10 PE and you would think, okay, that's pretty reasonable. That's pretty low. But their range for the last five years is four to 10 on the PE range. So they're at the top of their range, even though relative to the market, that's pretty low. Relative to itself, it's pretty high. So just know that, okay? So don't expect to have a great, you will never get really strong capital appreciation on this company, but you will get very nice dividends and it's a solid company. So if you're buying for the dividends, that's a good place. Now, if I was to buy it, I would much rather get it near about 100 to $105 a share. That's where I would like to see it. I don't know if it'll go that low, but that's where I would be much more interested because then I'll get a little capital gains plus the, a higher dividend at that stage. But it may not go there, but I still would be patient myself before I bought it. Thanks for the call, Dave. I appreciate that. The KPP Premium Newsletter is finished this morning and it'll be distributed tomorrow, tomorrow morning, to everybody who subscribes to it. And, of course, all if you're a client, all clients get it for free. So in the market conditions sections, I explained the monthly jobs report was published this morning. It is always important and highly anticipated number. The expectation was four and four. I mentioned how much it was, how much we got. You know, I already talked to you about it on the air. So, and the unemployment rate dropped 3.6%. So the other part we didn't talk about yet, the average hourly earnings report was projected to be up four-tenths percent after being flat the previous month. And it came in as expected, up four-tenths of one percent, the average earnings. So the jobs, the strong jobs market stands as a bulwark to the high inflation number. As long as the economy produces jobs, numbers like these, high inflation will remain a concern, but not an insurmountable problem. The fear is that things might turn to stagflation, where we experience no economic growth while enduring high inflation. That's a very strong possibility as the Fed increases rates. Okay, because that will tend to slow down the economy. I don't know if it will be able to stop inflation. A recession will stop inflation. The March ISM manufacturing index slipped to 57.1, okay, and that's still a very good number, but it is went down, as I mentioned before. The economic numbers are still very good, but they're starting to show a little weakness, okay? And so that's a concern. Uh, my uh, concern of mine, I don't know how many, uh, how, what other else people think about it, but then I talked about the uh, the uh, inversion of the 50-year treasury and the 30-year, 5-year uh, treasury and 30-year treasury, and that inverted. And, of course, now today, the 2 year, two and 10 are inverted. So, so that's always a signal for a possible recession, for a probable, for a very probable recession in the future. Now, what if it turns around and goes right back, you know, the, the spread goes back to normal tomorrow, Monday? Is we, are we still in a recession? Are we still heading into recession? Well, the last one we did, and it didn't stay there very long, and that was the COVID recession. But that was kind of unusual, right, with the COVID thing. I mean, once in 100 years. 
Now, we remain invested with a heavy weighting in commodities, and that's in the newsletter. And, uh, you know, of course, our precious metal exposure remains. We are, but we are positioned for asset growth and defense, both. We're seeing much better yields for new bond money in our bond programs. Remember, because interest rates are rising because the Fed's raising them, so all rates will go up. Value stocks are, are, are much better performers this year than growth stocks, and we do not see that circumstance changing. It's going to stay the same. Okay, um, the portfolio management section. Now, if you're currently particular, if you are currently participating in a 401k, you should make it a point to evaluate your investments from time to time, at least once a year, and be prepared to make changes. It depends on how good your 401k is, how many offerings they have, those kinds of things. But there are several factors to consider when constructing your portfolio. One of them is your own personal risk tolerance. Are you well within the risk tolerance you're comfortable with? How do you know if you are? Of course, we have things to test that. But just in general, how do you know if you are? If you feel very uncomfortable with your 401k when the market takes a dive and you feel like you have to get out, that means you're probably taking too much risk because you shouldn't worry about it. You really shouldn't. If you are worried about it, there's nothing wrong with worrying about it. You can worry about it, but if you are, that means you're taking too much risk. You've got to reduce your risk in, in that 401k. Okay, and there's different they, – they, all these 401ks have more conservative funds or even if you got to have to go to cash, even though I wouldn't recommend that. Um, so if you're a prudent investor, you always need to look at your holdings. Okay, of course, I go into more details. In the stock section, I give you two every week. Uh, one produces and markets cleaning and sanitation products for the hospitality, healthcare, and industrial markets. It is a leader and a dom- excuse me, and dominates that sector. And I looked at another company, um, uh, the largest resort operator in Las Vegas, Strip. So that's easy for you to look up if you want to know who it is. It's 35,000 guest rooms and suites, represented about one-fourth of all units in the market. We estimate that the company's U.S. sports and gaming operation are currently a mid-single-digit percentage of its total revenue. So we think that that is a, had a, is a really strong growth area. And of course, as I said, we name names in the newsletter. <clears throat> so, if you want to get the newsletter, it's pretty easy. I mean, all you do is go to uh, investtalk.com and subscribe. It's really, really simple. It comes out every Friday. Every Friday. Let's finish another voicemail question from 888-99-CHART. Hi, Justin or Steve. I was calling in regards to ticker symbol RIO Rio Tinto. I know uh, Justin had spoke a lot about commodities and industrials. It's probably a good time to, to look at those. And I was wondering what you guys thought about entering Rio Tinto or exiting. I'm sorry. I actually own 100 shares of it and was wondering, um, should I buy more or just wait for it to return to a previous high? It's uh, been selling off the last six or seven days, trading days. So just wanted to know what you guys thought about it. Thank you and uh, keep up the good work. I wouldn't. I'd hold on to it. Rio Tinto, R-I-O. 
It's uh, headquartered in the United Kingdom, a U.K.-based company with global interests in mining, metals, and industrial minerals. Uh, it's a $134 billion company, huge. Uh, they're going to make $11.20 this year and only $8.23 yet next year. That's what they say. Uh, they don't have much debt. Stock is an $82.68 uh, stock price. And it's going to make $8.23 next year. So it was 11 PE, a little less than 11 PE. Well, their five-year range is very low, four to nine. Isn't that amazing? That's the PE range. Uh, return equity is very high at 43%. They pay a 9.6% dividend. And the sales growth has been going 20% or more the last four quarters. I'd stay with it, even though it's right at a new 52-week high. I'd just stay with it. You know, and if you have too much of it, you can put in a tight stop. But, you know, these are the type of stocks that are moving now because they've been so low priced for so long. So I would not get out at this point. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Um, so I think it's worth taking a minute to make you aware of the benefits uh, Justin and I, Justin Klein and I offer uh, to our clients at KPP Financial in Orange County, California, between San Diego and L.A. Um, I want to remind you that we operate with a philosophy of independent thinking and shared success. And how we uh, implement that is we always give unbiased guidance, no matter what. Even if you're not a client, we will do that. We also practice parallel investing, meaning we buy the same stocks for ourselves and bonds and, and any equities for ourselves, same as we buy for our clients, same price, same time, same percentage. So our portfolios are exactly the same in all five of our uh, different programs. We are in all of them. Okay? Um, so, so I encourage you to take advantage of our free offer. We will take a look, be happy to take a look at your portfolio. And most money managers will always look at your portfolio. They want to see what you have. And so do we. But we'll do it with the eye to helping you as opposed to trying to make you a client. Of course we want you as a client. That's not that's understood, and of course we do. But we will be happy to offer free advice anyways. And you don't have to. There's no obligation. don't have to be a client. We, I, I, I love doing that. I mean, this is the type of thing that makes me feel good about myself is that to help people. So, you know. I don't have any, too many more years in, the, in this world, so I need to do something to help help people. I really do. And this is one of the things I do. I really enjoy it. So uh, if you want a free analysis, we'll take a look. And if we can help you by being, being your money manager, that's great. But there's no obligation. So give us a call or go to our, one of our website, investtalk.com or kppfinancial.com, and click on the Contact Us button and send us an email. Be happy to talk to you. Okay. Um, the Japanese yen has been falling. It fell pretty hard earlier in the week, last week, and the Bank of Japan came in and started buying it to support it. Okay, and they they were successful, but it, the fall was sharp and deep, and that's unprecedented. Meaning it hadn't happened like that before in many many moons. So what happens when the wind, the yen weakens? Uh, especially when it does it dramatically. It attracts, what happens is, any not just the yen, but any currency. And the yen is one of the biggest currencies, so that's important to remember. Whenever that happens, 
the hedge funds come in and they start to arbitrage. Uh, and that means they take much, I don't want to go in it too deeply, but what they're doing is they're taking huge bets um, in one country with another country's currency, these huge bets, okay? And we're talking trillions of dollars, not just little billions of dollars with a currency like the yen because they think it's going to bounce or whatever direction they want to think it's going to go. Why is that? A concern. The concern is they use leverage on these things. They borrow money. They do whatever they have to do, the hedge funds. When they do that, if it goes against them, they have to liquidate liquidate whatever they can to cover themselves. And when it's and when there's a very big move in a currency, as big as the currency as the yen is, we're talking billions of dollars worth of stock transactions selling to cover themselves. That's why it's a worry. It can impact our market and we have nothing to do with it. But the, the, the hedge funds may have to protect themselves and it could happen very quickly. Okay, so this is the kind of thing that give you a flash crash. We haven't seen one of those in a long, long time. But I can't remember, it was 10 years ago or so. Remember the flash last flash flash crash we had when the market went down a 1,000 points in just a minute or two in the middle of the day? Remember that? A long time ago, but that was the last flash crash. And it was something like this. There was just some odd thing coming out of left field. So that's why you just keep an eye on these things. You really can't do anything about it. You and I can't. But it's good to know that these same types of risks exist when you're investing in the stock market. Um, and, you know, we are just little guys, you and I. We are just little guys. We can't affect the market. But the big boys do and can affect the market, sometimes not meaning to because they have to because they took too much risk. They tried to unwind it quickly. Okay, but it's Friday. The weekend is almost here. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. We have one goal here to help you achieve financial freedom. That's the goal everybody has, financial freedom. And our work continues after this break. So get your questions in now, 888-99-CHART. Have you heard about risk It's a brief question-and-answer form that you fill out online. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein will also get a copy of your responses. They can use the Riskalyze results to help you formulate a strategy that fits your investing risk tolerance. Learn more anytime and take the Riskalyze quiz at investtalk.com. Hey, guys. My name is Odin from Texas. Just had a question for you. was trying to see... If you guys had around $100,000 to invest, where to put it right now? My risk tolerance is very low. I like, you know, ETFs, commodities, stuff like that. But it just seems like everything's so overpriced now and that the only deals out there are really emerging markets, China, and stuff like that, but very hard to trust at the same time. So... I have four kids, so that's why I have a very low risk tolerance. I, I don't want to lose the money. So 
right now I'm waiting on the sidelines, trying to be patient, like Warren Buffett says, waiting for the right pitches. Just trying to see if you guys were in my shoes, would you be looking to time the market? I know you're not supposed to do that, but, I mean, the S&P and everything's just so overpriced. Or do you have a type of uh, investment that you would consider a good plan? Your advice would be greatly appreciated, and I love your show. Thanks a lot, guys. Well, Warren Buffett is, you know, he puts the most of the money that he has lots of cash on the side, by the way, too. So don't worry about that. But when, when he puts money to work, he pours money into the market during a recession. That's when he does it. And he has tons of money sitting on the sidelines like right now, billions, sitting on the sidelines, not doing anything. So don't think you're alone here. And if you are conservative and you want to remain very low risk, the stock market may not be for you. But I'll tell you this. I think there's lots of commodities that are not overpriced. Not. They've been so underpriced for so long that even though they've gone up, it feels like you know they've gotten expensive when they haven't if you look at the fundamentals. So... Um, if you're going to invest, I would suggest that area of the market. But uh, uh, as I listen to you, it's telling me you're very adverse to risk. Uh, I don't know if I'd put it in the market at this stage. Market is risky, and especially today. It's risky. So why don't you do a Warren Buffett? Wait for the recession. Remember, this is though the the the. I, I can tell you what your problem is going to be though. When it, just before the recession hits, the market will collapse. Okay, the market will go down, 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 down. You won't know where the bottom is, and you'll be afraid to invest your money. And what will happen is you'll wait too long to get back in the market, to get into the market, because that's typical. Because there's no bell that anybody rings at the top of the market, no more, no bell that anybody rings at the bottom of the market. You have to make your own decision. You know, as to is this down far enough? And that's hard to do. And you're right, time in the market is impossible. Okay? Good call, though, good question, but be careful. You know, if you don't want to risk the money in the market, don't do it. Okay? 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So we'll release in, um, uh, the, uh, some oil from our, our strategic oil reserve help push down prices. Well, I don't think it can hurt, but it's too little. It's not a long-term solution. It's too little to really have that much of effect. You need a more profound thing. And you know what? Don't need to have the oil supply jump to tomorrow to drive prices down. Because that's not how it works. People investing in oil prices and oil price itself is <coughs> is is set by people's speculation of oil. What's oil going to be? Is there, is there going to be more oil coming online so within six months, a year, two years? You know, the futures market, you know, and that's what people look at. And they look, you know, at, at the short-term, the short-term downward spike of the Russian oil not coming off the market. That, that might turn into a long-term, and that's why the oil... Spiked. If it was going to be just a few weeks or something, and there was no uh, 
worldwide outcry against Russia and therefore sanctions on their oil, the spike in oil prices would fall right back down. But that's not what's happening. Oil, oil was already going up, already going up before the Russian thing. It was already going up and up and up and up and up. So it's a long-term outlook to increase oil that needs to happen. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free download podcasts. And thank you for everything. Thank you for, we, met, we got up to 40 billion downloads, and 40 million downloads, and we do appreciate that. You can get yours at any time at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and please rate us and review us if you do download from iTunes. We would appreciate it. We want those ratings. Okay. Independent thinking and shared success, everybody. This is the best talk. Enjoy your weekend. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.